this is Kimber, and here are today's best bits from Clairezy, Shane, and Kimber on Mix ninety four point five. Mikey Robbins joining us. Mikey, good morning, mate. How are you? Very good, guys. How's yourselves? Fantastic. We are very, very well. Uh, sad news over the weekend: the passing of uh, the superstar, steamy novelist, and a very sexy woman, Jackie Collins. Very sad, uh, passing away at the age of seventy-seven. Mm. Half a billion, half a billion yeah. B books sold. Wow! I feel like I've really missed out. Actually, I can say I haven't read any of. Her- Oh, and I feel like uh, now I'm going to jump on the bandwagon a bit late, but... All I can say is I haven't read any of her books, but I've read pages of her books. <laughs> yes. Oh, specific pages. Oh, it's Fifty yeah. Shades of Sexy, I tell you. Yeah, but yeah, when I was a young fellow, my lad, one of, one of my groovier aunts, well, I won't mention her name, Aunty Pam. Hi, Pam. Uh, um, Aunty Pam was a big Jackie Collins fan, and uh, we, we used to sneak into, into her um, little bookshelf in her home office, because she, she, she ran, a, ran a company from home. And read some of the steamier pages out loud to each other of uh, of, of uh, after midnight and giggle like children because we, we were children. <laughs> that makes sense. That's consistent, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> what, what, what's he doing that for? <laughs> How beautifully innocent is that? The idea mm. that like when we were younger, we would be able to sneak, you know, looks maybe you know magazines or, oh, or yeah. books like that. Like they would. God, kids now would never do that. They've got access to too much. And but like, how beautifully of, yeah. innocent it was. The way a great uh, um, author writes about the way a hand goes down a thigh is like, ooh, <laughs> I don't really understand, but I'm excited. <laughs> you had a quiet weekend, mate. <laughs> uh, well, the, the other one, the, there was a, there was a copy of The Godfather at my school, my high school. Right, and if you just, and if you just laid it on its spine, it went to page seventy four. Oh wow, because <laughs> it had been the most read page. In the- yeah, the, the, that was the one all the boys would try and get to. But it was, it was a little bit like to, um, you know, every now and then mum would fall asleep on the couch and we could flick over and watch the box. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, number yep. 96 for me, but I was very, very small. And uh, this woman called Abigail was there and I sort of knew that it was exciting to watch, but it was just a sneak down the hallway while mum and dad were watching TV. See, I think less exciting for me, but maybe more informative. And I don't know whether my parents intentionally left it around for us to find in a sneaky way. Yeah. But do you know that book, Where Did I Come From? <laughs> yes. It was like yeah. the the cartoon pictures of how babies are created, making babies, and where they yeah. And I remember thinking it was quite a cheeky book. It had a sense of humour and it was a bit of fun. But I don't know if we were supposed to be looking at it or not. But mm. but it is for kids, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Whereas the opposite was. Um we had a babysitter. Mum used to work at Woolworths, and she had a copy of The Joy of Sex, which my sister and I discovered. Mm. Um, I, for years, I thought the only people who, who made love were really hairy people. Because <laughs> <laughs> the couple of that, they're all beards and armpits. It was all time here. and place, wasn't it? it was they, the, the republished edition wouldn't uh, be the same now. I love the way you call them beards. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I've got to say that, that sometimes it was not just the naughty stuff, not just the titillating stuff, but it was also uh, something that was a bit dangerous. And we'd sneak down the hallway and have a look at the Night Stalker and go, you know, oh. the TV show would scare the hell out of you, Darren McGavin and the Night Stalker. It was like, oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. Um, yeah, but yeah, but my dad had a whole bunch of World War II books that I wasn't supposed to look at. Oh, really? Books that was quite gruesome photos. Right. And, and, and if ever I had some time to myself, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd sneak in his room and have a look at that. Mm, give us a call, 133353. Tell us what things you used to sneak a peek at as a kid. Very cute. We've got some tickets to this uh, brilliant food and wine expo, plus a hamburger. Got four tickets to go and see the Food and Wine Expo, Perth Convention Exhibition Centre. Oh, that's October 9 to 11. And we're going to throw in a hamper, and you can get your tickets from foodandwineexpo.com.au or win them by being our caller of the day. Sweet. Good to have Mikey back on board for another week. Did you say hamper? I love a hamper. <laughs> 
some sad news on the weekend. Best-selling author, and we're speaking about 500 million books. Jackie Collins has passed away, and she did an interview with Angela Bishop recently. It was only six weeks ago. She knew, she would have known she was passing away. Yeah, she on didn't the way tell out. anybody. It's very sad, but in Freddie Mercury style, she had that grace and dignity to not make a big deal and make it about herself. Mm, and Mikey, you're saying you used to look at a couple of Jackie Collins books when you were a child. Uh, a little sneaky peek at uh, After Midnight and some of the other more saucy titles. My sister and I would read them out loud to each other and giggle because we didn't really know what they were doing, the people in the book, but no. we thought it was funny. Yeah. It's not always saucy. It's just something I feel like if you're being naughty. I just said to Clairzy off air that on Thursday nights my mum worked and my dad used to go pick her up in the evening and so they're only gone for 10 minutes and we were all in bed, but we would all sneak out to watch a couple of minutes of Rafferty's Rules <laughs> and then as soon as <laughs> dad came home, as soon as we heard the car, we would jump yeah. back in bed and pretend to be asleep. Like, Rafferty's Rules has got nothing on offer. Naughty kids. Uh, uh, it was just that sense of, you know, the parents are out of the room. Let's run amok for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah while the folks are away. Let's Pina get... in Morley, Morley, have you done something that you were sneaking a peek at? Absolutely, yeah. How are you going, guys? Good. Hey, we're um, great. We want to hear your story, though. Yeah, my uh, my parents were going back sort of 20, 25 years, I guess, a bit more innocent than teenagers are today, but they used to uh, run a catering company, and we used to do a heap of functions, and a lot of 21st obviously come through. Um, and so they would have uh, the strippers come out at a certain time of the night. Right. And we would sort of stick our head round the corner from the kitchen wondering <laughs> what's what's going on and why are all these people cheering and why don't they have any clothes on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> making such a fuss. Yeah, we'd get my dad would grab us by the ear or somebody would wallop us on the back of the head and tell us to sit back in the corner and oh, stop looking. But, um, but you can, if you, if you sneak a peek, it's what you do when you're little. Thanks so much, yeah. Pina. That's right, oh. thank you. Also, too, I feel incredibly lame. All, all we ever was sneak a pick at a Jackie Collins novel. She had real live naked people. <laughs> and it's a Perth tradition for young boys to have grown up watching, uh, you know, telethon in the middle of the night when they put the stripper on at one o'clock. If you could stay awake, Mikey. <laughs> what? Remember that they have the stripper at one in the morning? <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll in Perth. Amanda in Canny Vale. Amanda, what Morning, were you guys. sneaking a peek at when you were a kid? We used to sneak out, or I used to sneak out and watch Prisoner. Ooh, oh, that would have been oh, yeah. a bit scary and a bit rough. Well, to this day, so my dad used to work in hospitality, so he would come home and I would just hear that song, the theme song, mm. and it would just be enough to draw me down the corridor. But I think by the end, he always knew I was there because I just used to spend the last 20 minutes watching it with him. Yeah. But to this day, I cannot walk past one of those iron presses and I still have trouble oh. using an iron. I think it's left this indelible memory in me. B. Oh, Smith. I didn't even see it, but I'm pretty sure that's a good way to scar a person. Yeah, no, not <laughs> that, That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it psychologically. Was. And physically. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, Amanda. See ya. It's front page uh, story in the news today on the West Australian. It says in bold, Team Turnbull, Malcolm Turnbull's new cabinet going to be sworn in today, calling it a 21st century government. Let's find out more from David Lipson from Sky News. David, good morning. Yeah, good day, guys. David, we've got a few more women in prominent positions uh, as of today. I mean, it's refreshing to see some change, but has Turnbull suggested that there's any policies that need reviewing? Well, look, he's been pretty careful with that uh, in terms of policies because he's got to keep, you know, first of all, his party on side. But he has given a few hints that, you know, if policies aren't right, then the government will change them. So the obvious things that we're watching very closely are uh, policies on climate change, uh, policies on same-sex marriage, perhaps the Republic a bit further down the track as well. We know that Malcolm Turnbull is a, a very passionate advocate of, of all of those causes, but he is being held by his party at the moment. As to the women, it's great to see five women in Cabinet. 
Tony Abbott uh, had two mm. most recently, but originally only one. And so this is, uh, this is a really great uh, sign for Australian politics and some real talents being uh, elevated in Kelly O'Dwyer, Michaelia Cash and Maurice Payne. Yeah, very much so. Now, David, you, you mentioned uh, Malcolm's you know, three, three great passions there. Um, I don't think we can underestimate just um, that those three passions really tick off the far right wing of his own party. We can't underestimate how annoyed the right wing of the Liberal Party still is with Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. There are even some, um, you know, on the far right uh, who are considering sort of breaking away as such from the Liberal Party and kind of forming their own little mini party. Corey Bernardi, for example, on his Twitter handle, no longer says that he's a, he's a member of the Liberals. Uh, he doesn't say he's not, but mm. he just uh, calls himself a conservative senator rather than a liberal senator so look they're all watching Malcolm very closely they have big suspicions that he's going to take the party in a whole new direction and the selection of his ministry would uh, indicate that in yeah. some ways because yeah. uh, he's put a lot more moderates into into prominent positions but uh, he has said that he wants to run a traditional style of, of, gab, of government that is driven by the cabinet itself and the decisions that they make rather than captain's calls from the Prime Minister. Yeah, it was amazing to uh, watch the Twitterverse, the uh, politicians all embracing Twitter, David, but uh, was anyone really surprised about Joe Hockey? And are we saying Treasurer Hockey becomes Ambassador Hockey to the US, of course? It looks very likely that that's uh, how this will play out. Uh, Joe Hockey uh, being dumped from the Treasury is not a surprise. Uh, it was the worst-kept secret uh, of uh, what was otherwise a pretty well-kept secret regarding the, uh, the shake-up of, of the ministry. Uh, you know, this morning we had uh, the former assistant uh, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg singing Joe Hockey's praises. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, privately... Uh, many in the government will be uh, glad in, in some ways to see him go. Many feel, though, that he has uh, borne a sort of unfair brunt of the criticism of the Abbott government. So there will also be many who will be sad to see him go. Uh, but uh, I think the solution, if it does pan out the way we expect him becoming ambassador of the United States, replacing Kim Beasley, is a, a fairly sort of diplomatic solution to the problem of what to do with Joe. It wouldn't have been great for him to have been demoted yeah. to a, 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 you know, a less senior position in, in Cabinet or, or even the outer ministry. So uh, it looks like he'll, um, he'll be happy to get out of the game at this point. And the good thing too is if he goes over there, I, I believe he can easily take the same size ambassador sash. <laughs> That's the old joke. Very important. Very important. When you're trying to, you know, cost save and, uh, yes. and cut corners wherever you can, the uh, the sashes can uh, can really blow the budget. Yeah. Well, the Christian porters and the like of the world are uh, celebrating today, and the uh, swearing in happenings to, happening today. David, thanks for your time, and we'll catch more on Sky News, of course. Great to talk. Thanks. The best of Clairsey, Shane, and Kimber on Mix ninety four point five.